My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. As we fix our attention on our Lord, truly present with us in the Blessed Sacrament, we can bring to our prayer very catch-all topic, encountering Christ. In a certain sense, this theme of encountering Christ is always there. It's always a theme. But we want to make it a bit more explicit. Out of the Gospel, but St. Maria teaches us that the Apostle, it is always an overflow of our connection with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus. And the ability to bring Christ to others. The Holy Father makes it clear we begin introducing others to Christ through transmission of joy. Our Lady was the first evangelizer and hardly had she heard the angelic message, and by giving her total yes, our Lord began to dwell in her. Even though St. Augustine says that her son dwelt in her spiritually previous to the incarnation through her great faith. So she hears the message. The Son of God is incarnate in her. Our Lord now is in the world. That yes of Mary has allowed, to put it in human terminology, the Holy Spirit to incarnate God the Son. And she's our model because she immediately goes to Elizabeth. The angel didn't say, go visit her. It was not expected that she visit her, especially during those times where people in general didn't travel that often, let alone a young woman or a teenage girl. And it wasn't next door, given the primitive modes of transportation. It was quite heroic. And what does she do? Well, the, the Gospel says that she transmitted joy. St. Elizabeth says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leapt for joy. And we see the tone of that declaration of Elizabeth that she's filled with joy. 
that joy was the first experience or the first witness of Christ. And joy is always the prominent feature of our Lord and those who follow him. And then Mary proclaims her Magnificat, and she speaks about her inner self, the only instance where Mary speaks of her inner self. And what does she say? Well, my prominent sentiment is that of joy. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. From the very beginning, we see that the connection between joy and our Lord is very much present. That there's a well, why? Because because He is this joy, and in a culture, as we are very much aware, this post-Christian time we're in where culturally there's tremendous ignorance of God, tremendous ignorance of the natural law. Many have not been instructed, and they don't even know that Jesus is God. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And so we need to reveal him through this joy and this joy is in function of encountering him, and it's compatible with ups and downs and experiences of disappointment and sorrow, etc. Just like Mary, just like her son. The Holy Father, heavily inspired by the Holy Spirit, makes it clear in his exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium, the joy of the gospel, that he's not going to produce another theological document, I think it's in there, implying that his predecessors have done that extremely well. There's so much material explaining the teachings of the church, the teachings of the gospel. He says he's not <coughs> qualified to add to that. We don't need to agree with that, but he says he's not qualified to add to that. And what he says is important is that we get the message to people. Now, this new evangelization that was coined by St. John Paul, and John Paul says, Step number one is contemplating the face of Christ in order to reveal the face of Christ. And the Holy Father gets down to a lot of detail and helps the faithful examine their conscience. And he's trying to give everyone a sense of urgency. And he says that step number one, and it squares very well with St. Jose Maria, that our apostolate consists in sowing peace and joy. And 
That's always step number one. It's sowing a, a seed of joy. And so he begins, and we've read it before, the joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Hence the topic. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. That's why we want to get the word out. With Christ, joy is constantly born anew. I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy while pointing out new paths for the church's journey in years to come. Lord, we don't need convincing. We believe that. And I'd say we, we, we live it. But I need to convert more to this need to encounter you. To see you. See you with my eyes of faith. My eyes of love. I need to be converted, Lord, more for the rest of my life that this witness of joy, which is witness of Christ, because he is joy, at the end he'll say, I am everlasting life. I am the life. Is always an overflow of the interior life. And there are three, in imitation of the Holy Father, there's three ports of entry into that heart of Christ. I like to liken it to the electrical plugs in Europe. You have, they have three prongs, a lot of them do. And you just can't put one prong in, I don't mean to insult anybody's intelligence, but you've got to put all three in. If, if the socket takes three, you need three prongs. And my point is that these three points of entry into the heart of Christ, all three must be used. We must enter into those three ports of entry into the heart of Christ. We can't just enter into one. It's like the plug. And to take it one more step, why do we put the plug into the socket so we could turn on a light? And... Why do we want to enter into these three points in the heart of Christ so that his light goes on as well? His, what kind of light? Lots, lots of different aspects of this light, but peace and joy and affection and kindness and spirit of service and fortitude, etc. What are these three points of entry. All three need to be used. There's a, but there are degrees of importance, and we start always with prayer. I think we could look at prayer as the vertical post of the cross. 
That's what theologians say, that there's a vertical aspect of the spiritual life and a horizontal. The horizontal is dealing with Christ through others, and the vertical is raising our mind and heart to God. And to become Christ, our life has to take on the form of a cross. And so you just can't have the post. Nor can you just have the cross be. You need both attached to each other. I'm into images today. The first entry point is prayer. That is the foundation. That is indispensable. That needs to come first. And number two, spirit of sacrifice, the cross. We can't have a crossless interior life. And then thirdly, it has to be there as well, my love for others. To bear my cross, I need to pray. To love others, I need to pray. I need to bear my cross. I need to give of myself. And what is this bearing of... let's, Let's begin with the first entry point. Our Father says, in many occasions, there is only one way to become familiar with God, to increase our trust in Him. We must come to know Him through prayer. We must speak to Him and show Him through a heart-to-heart conversation that we love him. And how do I evaluate my prayer? How well it's going, that's up to the Holy Spirit. Using these ideas of spirit, spiritual theology, well, what degree of interior life do I have? I don't know. Only God really knows that. So we can't answer that question. What question can I ask myself about my prayer? It's the Holy Spirit who makes us souls of prayer. How do I become a contemplative? Well, the Holy Spirit does that. I can't do that on my own. But there are questions I could ask. Jesus, in his many instructions on prayer, the prominent word is seek, knock, ask. Am I seeking Christ? And we we come back to that question, we react to that question, well, well, what does it mean to seek Christ? Well, I think first, when I perform my acts of piety, whether it's a rosary or a decade of the rosary or attending Mass, or receiving the Eucharist, 
I want to find him. I'm looking for him. No, I'm not performing a duty. I'm not getting norms done. I'm looking for him. I want a relationship with him. It's there, but we the more explicit the better. And we look at Saint Jose Maria throughout his life, but especially at the end of his life. He would say, I am madly in love with Christ. He never said, I really do the prayer well. Or, I'm a crackerjack rosary sayer. You know, I, I've got it down to a science. I just never get distracted. He said, I'm a sinner. And I am madly in love with Jesus Christ. And I love him the way I love my mother and father and my siblings and my children in Opus Dei. I have only one heart. And he would mention, he said, well, there is a secret to Opus Dei. That secret should be published, but it, there's a secret. And what is the secret? The secret is prayer. He said, that's, that's, that's at the foundation. First of all, I could ask the standard questions. They're unoriginal, but there are signs. Are there signs that I'm seeking him? Do I put them first? Am I punctual? Yeah. A consequence of punctuality is that we're, we're organized and we're in control of the situation. But that's not the principal reason. Or we better do it on time because I'll forget later on. That's a good reason. But it's not the principal reason. The principal reason is that from my end, I've got to show the Holy Spirit that I'm serious about looking for Jesus Christ. That's his job. That's his task. His task is to bring us into the heart of Christ. And that prayer part of these ports of entry have to come first, because then if I don't, if I don't pray, I can't bear my cross. And if I don't pray and get into the habit of giving of myself, which is basically the cross. The cross is not always an agonizing bout of pain. Most of the time, our cross is not that difficult. I mean, it doesn't involve an experience of, of pain. It's doing our work well, finishing things, being into the little things. That gift of self. That Another sign that I'm looking for him, just, I'm just looking for examples here, we could use our own, is that the life of Jesus is a steady diet. Is it the only main entree? Is it, is it the only entree? No, we, we have lists of people to pray for. Or we may have, as they say in modern parlance, I have my issues and I want to spend a half hour with my issues. That's fine. Or the next couple of days, I don't want to use any book. I've got plenty to talk about. Wonderful. We, sh we should do that. It's not, not a no-no. 
but with personal freedom if I virtually don't bring the gospel, whether it's directly, which should be done, or through writings of saints, the writings of Blessed Alva, writings of Saint Jose Maria, the Holy Father, whatever, because these writings are always a meditation on the life of Jesus, and they help us make resolutions, I think we have to throw up a red flag. I mean, if I'm going to fall in love with him, and we, we do love him, I need to hear him. Because the gospel is, the miracle of the gospel is that our Lord talks to each and every one of us every time we read it. And I want to put my, because I, I am every character. Our Lord addresses me through every character of the gospel. And is there struggle? I don't think, maybe, maybe you feel that you should ask that question, go right ahead, but I don't know if the question should be, well, am I, how, am I distracted? I think there's another question, is, because we may be distracted, but we could, we could honestly say, I'm really giving my heart here, it's just that I got ADD, right? You know, that's not my fault. That's the question we need to ask. Am I giving myself? Is it a time of self-giving? We go again back to uh, Friends of God and St. Maria says, I have distinguished, as it were, four stages in our effort to identify ourselves with Christ. Seeking him, finding him, getting to know him, loving him. It may seem clear to you that you are only at the first stage. Let's dwell on what he says. We've meditated on this before. Seek him then, hungrily. Seek him within yourselves with all your strength. If you act with with determination, it's a word, determination, that St. Teresa of Avila would use. If you act with determination, I am ready to guarantee that you have already found him and have begun to get to know him and to love him and to hold your conversation in heaven. Because this, these images our Lord uses, when we evangelize, when we do apostolate, They encounter Christ through our interior life. Our Lord says it. He says, you're the light of the world. In reality, he's, only the, he, he's the light of the world. When he said he was the light of the world in front of the Pharisees, they, he put them on edge. But then our Lord says to his disciples, you're the light of the world. I'm not the light of the world. You're not the light of the world. When I put my plug into that socket and turn on the light, well, I'm participating in the power station, in the power source. And that's the interior life. And it's interesting to see that they, that it's God's will that people see Christ through us, through our own participation in the life of Christ. Again, he uses the leaven in the mass, 
the dough changes because it participates in the power of the yeast, of the leaven. Well, that leaven is Christ. The vine and the branches. Well, he doesn't say, you know, you're going to be... I'm the vine and you're the vine. He doesn't say that. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He never says that. He doesn't say, well, I'm the light of the world, but you're a real mini light. You're a little flickering candle. No, he says, you're, you're the same light as I am. And you're part of the vine. The, how does this whole thing work? Just a quick anecdote. I remember older priest who knew our father in Rome when he was living there in the 50s, late 50s. And he said, I, you could tell he was a saint. Just knew it. Charity, joy, the way he prayed, etc. He said, but then he hadn't seen him, and he couldn't even tell the story because he kept getting choked up. And the last time he saw him was Univ trip to Rome, 72, 73. And there were a lot of people. And he had a get-together with a lot of people, and he worked his way to the future St. Jose Maria. And he threw his arms around this priest, gave him a big hug, looked at him, and he said, just, he said, I, I noticed a change in him. He said he, he had grown over the years, and you could see more, written on his face, more suffering and even sorrow, but his, his, his affection grew. His, his love grew. So much so he couldn't talk about it. He couldn't, had trouble describing the experience. And that's not about, it's about union with him. It's about union with our Lord. Because this, and this port of entry, you know, that, that'll be another meditation, uh, always needs to culminate with people. Because he, as, as we give ourselves to others as well, fueled by prayer, always fueled by prayer, we we encounter him as well. Mary, we turn our attention to you. Pray for us so that this become more and more reality, little by little. Said a prayerful soul in intentions May Jesus be our end. In affections, our love. In speech, our theme. In actions, our model. Mary, you can't say no. Pray for us. So that we more explicitly search out your Son. Especially first through prayer, very much in the first place then through the cross, and then through our love for others. Help us be that light of the world in this new evangelization, this exciting new evangelization that has its challenges and its 
like the first Christians, it's in function of my interior life. That's why I'm optimistic. What do I need to do? I need to connect more with Christ and somehow this new evangelization takes place. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.